We are on Ksubis, the bottom of Yadalad Omer Aleph, 14A3 in the Archgol Gemara. And we are beginning a new Brysa. Uh, the Brysa at first glance seems to relate to the previous discussion that we've been having about a questionable situation. We don't know uh, whether or not uh, there's a certain person who's the child of, let's say, uh, of a of a relationship between somebody who's divorced and a Kohen, which is not allowed, and that would impact the child. The child would also be what's referred to as a Chalal, somebody who's also disqualified from the Kahuna, from the priesthood, and how that impact the person that he, the person who's in question, his relationship, who he marries, does that person then also become a Chalala? That's the general rule that a Chalal who... Um, gets married, his wife becomes a halala. So at first glance, the Gemara will quote a brisa, which seems to relate to that issue, uh, but then we'll see, the Gemara will then have various questions on this brisa to say that, you know what, something's off here, uh, we have to re-understand uh, the brisa, and then the Gemara will conclude with a very different uh, understanding of the brisa that's really not as connected as we thought uh, to the original discussion. Um, it's connected somewhat, but not as connected. And really the Gemara is going to say that uh, the the Bryce is really discussing something else. It's discussing what would be the law in a certain case where um, where a person is accused of being a mamzer, let's say. A mamzer is somebody who's the child of a severe prohibition, of a severe illicit relationship or a halal, uh, they're accused of this, and, and they keep quiet. What's the What do we assume? What's the conclusion um, when when they keep quiet? Do we say that when they keep quiet, it's like they're admitting to it, or maybe they keep quiet because um, they don't. If they if they object, so then uh, it's just going to make more rumors being spread, and therefore they're concerned that people are going to look into the matter and actually prove that it's correct. At first, it was just a suspicion, but now it's correct, and so they keep they keep quiet. Out of that concern, uh, why why exactly are they keeping quiet? Could we differentiate between a mamzer and let's say a halal? Um, uh, this this will be all part of uh, the conclusion of the Gemara. So we'll get there in a second. It's also just important to point out that according to some of the commentators, that whole discussion is limited to a case where there's already somebody in the family who uh, there's concern. That there's a we we already know that somebody in the family is a mamzer or somebody in the family is a chalal, um, and so therefore there's there's a, there's a higher level of concern here. It's not just randomly going to somebody in the street and accusing them of something. Um, and so let's uh, let's see the gemara inside. Tanur It's taught in a brisa. We're in fourteen eighty three in the article in the second column. isa. What is the case of almanas isa? Going back to that case that we've had. Uh, from the last from the last class, where uh, Rabbi Yeshua says that uh, uh, that they could get married to a Kohen, that there is no concern. So uh, we'll see that there are three opinions now in the Brisa. Um, it's basically a case here where uh, it's not we, it's only discussing a, a, a potential halal, a, somebody who can't marry a Kohen. Or somebody who's disqualified from the kuhuna. We're not discussing mamzeris here. Somebody's a mamzer. Or we're not discussing nesinos. Or 
uh, and we're not discussing somebody who is uh, a situation where there's a question about whether somebody is the slave of Melachim, of kings, and therefore they're not really they're not really Jewish. In each of these three categories, Mamzer or Inosin, which is a certain group of people who um, also there's a there's a question about uh, their uh, uh, their their ancestors, and so therefore there's a question whether or not they're Jewish, and that would impact if anybody um, has sexual relations with them, so then they become disqualified from marrying a Kohen in the future. They can't marry a Kohen in the future, and the same thing is true with regards to the slave of kings. That's the first opinion. The first opinion says that the question that had only has to be a Chalo and not a Mamzer, and the Gemara will ask on that, well, why? Where did, where did that come from? But let's let's first see the rest of the Brayasa, and we'll see all the questions, a lot of questions on this Brayasa at first glance. Amar Meir, Meir then argues. He says, "Shamati Koshin Elu He seems to argue and says that no, anyone, um, anyone who Elu who does not have any of these uh, is allowed to marry a kohen. Uh, so it seems like sorry, it doesn't seem like he argues. It sounds, seems like he's saying the same exact thing as the first opinion. And then finally, Rav Shimon Ben Elazar, Rav Shimon Ben Meir, Rav Chenai, Rav Shimon Ben Asi, Omer Kedvarov. This third opinion is Rav Shimon ben Elazar in the name of Rav Meir. The second opinion was Rav Meir. The third opinion is in the name of Rav Meir. They basically say that if the opposite, it sounds like, if there's a halal, if there's a halal in question, so then that's a problem. We won't say that she's that uh, the halal is kasher l'kuhuna, can marry a kohen. Uh, but only if there's a mamzer. If there's a mamzer, so we recognize the mamzerim. So if there's anybody who's questionably a mamzer, it's not a concern. That seems to be going against uh, the both first two opinions. First two opinions seem to be saying that if there's a questionable mamzer in this situation, then we should be concerned. Uh, if uh, if a woman marries this person, so then she becomes disqualified from marrying a kohen in the future. Uh, and then this third opinion seems to be going against the first two. So that's basically a very difficult, vague, complicated brisa, and the Gemara is going to ask on this. Amar Mar, <coughs> excuse me. Ezo hi almanas isa kolshi im balom mishum mazeres balom mishum nazinus balom mishum avdim lachem hachalal kasher. The first opinion differentiates between whether the husband at hand is questionably a halal or questionably a mamzer. I don't understand. Asks the Gemara. Maishna hanach daraisa halal nami daraisa. Both of them, on a biblical level, disqualify. Anybody that they have, they marry or have sexual relations with, that wife, that woman, becomes disqualified from marrying a Kohen in the future. So what's the difference between a Chal and a Mamzer? They're both a biblical prohibition with ramifications on a biblical level. Why would you differentiate between the two? Visu, furthermore, Amr Meir, Shemazi, Koshim, Ba'echem, Question number two is, Rameir is the same opinion as the first opinion. We have three opinions in the Brayza. So the first two seem to be exactly the same. So the last question is that the third opinion seems to imply the exact opposite, that a halal is disqualified, but we, Rabbi Yeshua, have been saying the whole time that a halal is kosher. A halal is really kosher. So what are we talking about here? What is the price of talking about? So now comes the Gemara, and the, the Gemara explains as follows. What we're discussing here are cases where they are, they come to court, and the court tells them that they are a mamzer, or they are a halal, and they keep quiet. They end up keeping quiet. So Amr, so let's go through the different opinions. 
Basically, the first opinion says that any time, regardless of who the person is, any time a person is being accused in Beisden, in court, of being a mamzer, the child of a, of a very severe listening relationship, and that mamzer now can no longer marry most Jews, the vast majority of Jews, or they're being accused of being a chalal, and therefore they cannot, uh, they're disqualified from the kahuna, from the priesthood. Whatever the case is, if they keep quiet, they are disqualified. It is either an admission, it's a hoda, an admission to the fact that it is correct, and that's why they're keeping quiet. Alternatively, uh, some want to explain that, as we mentioned before, that it's not just an admission, but it's really a proof. Because the reason why they're keeping quiet is because... Uh, they know that if they object, so then it's going to become a serious issue and people will really find out the truth and it won't just be an accusation that the person's a mamzer, but it'll be the truth. They'll know the truth that the person actually is a mamzer. And so therefore, they prefer to keep quiet because let's not make a big deal about something where it's going to end up that uh, that that'll be, uh, they'll have proof to the fact that I'm a mamzer. I'll just keep quiet. So if they keep quiet, that itself is proof that... Uh, that they are a mamzer. That's all according to the first opinion. And there's no differentiation between a halal and a mamzer. There's no difference between the two. We were incorrect in our initial assumption. It's not true. The Kamale Rameyer. Rameyer responds back. Opinion number two responds back. And he says, no. Opinion number two and opinion number three are going to differentiate between a halal and a mamzer in opposite directions. As we will see. It'll be in opposite directions. The Kamale Rameyer. Rav Meir says, opinion number two says no. When it comes to all the other cases, a mamzer and an avde malachim, that they're a non-Jewish slave, those, the people have to respond. Why do they have to respond? Because the stakes are so high. People are accusing them that they cannot marry any Jew, basically any Jew. Maybe there's some exceptions, but basically any Jew, they cannot marry. If they don't respond back, then that is an admission. Because they have to respond back. It's such a strong accusation that they have to respond back. However, if it's a halal, if somebody's being accused of a halal, why are they keeping quiet? They may keep quiet because they don't care. It's not that stakes aren't as high. They can still marry other people. They can't marry uh, if they're a, uh, they, they're disqualified from kahuna. Uh, but uh, other than that, they can they can marry other people. It's not it's not the biggest deal. It's really not the biggest deal. Um, uh, the stakes aren't as high. That's opinion number two. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, moving on to 14b2, I apologize, we moved on to the first column of 14b2, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says that no, it's the exact opposite. If there's a case where Rabbi Meir said that uh, them keeping quiet makes a difference, that's only with regards to the Chalal and not the Mamzer. Why? The, the the second opinion, the first opinion, the Tanakhama said that there's no difference between all these cases. All these cases, if you keep quiet, it means that it's like you're admitting to it. The second opinion said that no, it's only for a Mamzer because the stakes are so high. For a Chalal, where the stakes aren't as high... So therefore, them keeping quiet is not a proof to anything. Comes the third opinion of Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar and says that, no, if there's actually, in the name of Rabbi Meir, says that uh, 
the only time keeping quiet really makes a difference is specifically for the chalal and not for the mamzer. Why? Because when it comes to a mamzer, even though the stakes are high, it's true the stakes are high, but when it comes to a mamzer, he's going to keep quiet because in general, um, the reason why he keeps quiet is because everybody knows that he's not a mamzer because most people, when most people who are mamzerim, most children who are mamzerim, it's usually already public information. There's already a call. There's there's a noise about it. There's a rumor about it. People know about it. You're going to accuse me now? Then people will laugh you off. Nobody has heard about this before. And so they'll keep quiet because when it comes to a mamzer, it's already out there and in the public. If you're going to accuse me right away, I'll just keep quiet because uh, it's not because I'm admitting, I'm admitting to it. It's because it's just it's uh, it's a ridiculous accusation. Nobody has ever heard of this before. But when it comes to halal, it's not so. It's not such a public information about who's a halal, who's not a halal, uh, who's disqualified from kuna and who's not. And so therefore, the person would really have to respond because uh, it's not something which people already know about. And the fact that he doesn't respond is itself as proof, according to this last opinion. Itself is proof. Uh, Why is he quiet? Uh, because uh, he knows that if they, if they, if he starts to object and they start uh, looking into the matter, that it's not going to be good for him. He's going to end up becoming disqualified. So he's quiet. In his mind, he's quiet so that it's better that it's just questionable rather than full proof. Uh, because they'll look into the matter if I start objecting to it. So that itself would be proof. The, cap- the fact that he's quiet itself is proof to the fact that he's really admitting admitting to it. The Gemara concludes and says, Tani Chada, it was taught in a brisa. Rabbi Yossi Omer Shtok Mamzer Kasher, Shtok Apostle. One opinion says that when the Mamzer is quiet, then he's Kasher. He's still, he's still not, uh, we don't view him as a Mamzer. When a Chalal keeps quiet, so then he is unfit, then we, we do view it as admission. However, another Brisa says, the exact opposite. We seem to have a contradiction within two different Brisas, two different, these are notes that were written during the times of the Mishnah, we seem to have opposite opinions. So the Gemara says, Lokasha. that makes sense, why? These are two different opinions, the two different opinions that we had and the Brisa that we started off with really reflect these two opinions. We have a dispute here, we have an argument here as to which one, between the Mamzer and the Chalal, which one, when they keep quiet, is it really viewed as an admission? According to one opinion, it's when you accuse somebody as being a Mamzer, if they keep quiet, because the stakes are so high, it must mean that they're admitting to it. It's an admission, because uh, otherwise they would really, if they're really not a Mamzer, they would object. Uh, but when it comes to the Chalal, the ramifications aren't so big, so they might as well keep quiet. Let's ignore this situation, because it's not a big deal anyways. According to the other opinion, it's the exact opposite. A mamzer will keep quiet because they know that it's a ridiculous accusation. Nobody has ever heard of this before. If a person's a mamzer, some, the rumor would be out there already by now. But when it comes to the chalal, the chalal really has to scream and uh, object because otherwise if they keep quiet, so then uh, it's because they're really admitting to the fact that they are a chalal uh, because they don't, the chalal, people don't know about it already. If people don't know about a chalal, it's not, it's not, not so out there. And so therefore... When it comes to a halal, they would uh, they would have to they would have to object. So we have exact opposite opinions here. So that really concludes the Gemara. Again, two points just to conclude. Number one is that according to some opinions, all of this is, is not just you take some random person off the street and start accusing them and seeing how they respond and how they react. No, according to some opinions, this is the case only when there's already somebody else in the family where there's already an issue going on. 
That's uh, that's number one. And number two is that the Ramah, the Ashkenazi Postik, says that this doesn't apply today. This no longer applies today uh, because our courts uh, don't have the authority to um, uh, to make uh, significant ramifications with regards to this. So it's not taken seriously, anyways. Uh, so today, the courts, uh, because of their lack of control, they don't have they don't have the authority to um, to have such a, uh, be be such a serious accusation. And so, therefore, even if they keep quiet today, so then we will not uh, assume automatically that they are a mamzer or a halal. Okay, we will continue in the next mishnah with the very last mishnah of the parak of the first parak of the first chapter of Ksubis. And we are moving on to the very final page of Ksubis. It's very exciting. We are going to be finishing the first chapter over the next, uh, over the next week.